Welcome once more to the Random Wrestling Review. We've got another little bonus episode for you today. And this one is... Oh, I can't wait. can't wait to get into this one. It's been inspired by Stephen Coriander, the uh, the nutter who put out a, a pretty controversial tweet, sort of late towards the end of the week before we're recording this. I don't know how long it will be till this comes out after that but effectively Stephen Coriander put this uh, controversial opinion out and then whilst doing it said I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna respond to anybody who <laughs> yeah. disagrees with me and to be honest that was probably sensible that would that at that point he was, talking, he was talking sense at that point he was doing the thing that he probably should do but unfortunately he didn't stick to that and as the quote retweets came in telling him that he was an idiot that this was the worst opinion that anyone's ever given ever i'm not sure that was necessarily fair stephen broke the cardinal rule fed the trolls went at them tried to try to engage try to argue with them and ended up in a i think a day and a half's worth of arguments with various different people on twitter before i get going today joining me i've got matt roberts and stephen coriander how are you doing both I suspect worse after this, but yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> good, good, good. I like it. Actually, that gave me the little bit of an opportunity to bring the tweet up that, that caused this. Actually, it was a quote tweet of Stephen's own that caused all this. So some guy on Twitter, I'm not going to tell you it was, said, unpopular opinion. If Kenny Omega signs with WWE, he must go through NXT. Same rules apply for the Young Bucks. They need to sit under Shawn Michaels' learning tree. So, in walks Steven with his size 12s. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely one of the worst takes I've ever seen on Twitter, and that is saying something. Kenny Omega is light years, light years ahead of Shawn Michaels in ring. This is not one I'm even going to debate, so stay well clear with any dissenting acts. And they didn't stay clear, and Steven didn't stay clear of them either. He went back in, and as I said, he in the end got 52 quote tweets for this. 52 quote tweets. That that is, uh, you know, whatever. And I'd say 95% of them are dissenting acts. <laughs> uh, oh, a couple, big time. There's a couple of people who are supporting you. A couple of people who agree, but ultimately the vast majority definitely don't agree. And I'm not sure whether I agree or disagree, Stephen, in in terms of the main point, which is that. Kenny Omega is better than Shawn Michaels. But I think I, I, I'll tell you where I think you really got people rolled up. First of all, <laughs> light years. And then not just saying it once, yeah. but, but repeating it. <laughs> that might be the main point that got you in trouble here, I think. <laughs> so the episode we've got today is called Shawn Michaels or Kenny Omega, because it's about whether Shawn Michaels or Kenny Omega is the better wrestler and whether light years is fair. Stephen, why don't you why don't you elaborate a little bit on this point? Because you obviously have done, because you had to then d- disagree with people coming at you saying that yours was one of the worst takes of all time, which was funny given that you'd said that to the person who ha- who you had quote tweeted. So so maybe you can give us some more context and a more rounded view of why you think that. So I'm I'm sort of thinking in my mind where to go first with this. I, I think generally speaking, there's some stuff in my life that I know. I think I know quite a lot about and that might sound arrogant, but that you know, I I count wrestling as not all wrestling. If you ask me about CMLL and AAA, I couldn't tell you a thing. But certain wrestling, Kenny Omega, I've seen all of his big matches, Shawn Michaels, I've seen all of his big matches. So I feel like I can give an opinion with some strong degree of knowledge having watched this stuff. Obviously, all of this is somewhat, you know, subjected down to personal taste because no one's ever gonna win 
the definitive award of best wrestler of all time. But I feel like on this subject, I can give a reasonable, reasoned and opinion with knowledge. What I wouldn't give you an opinion on is who's the best baseball hitter or pitcher or something all the time. I haven't got a clue. Who's the best snooker player? Well, maybe it's Ronnie O'Sullivan, but I don't watch enough snooker. And I feel like on Twitter, what I got a lot of was people who didn't, you've got, you might have seen Kenny on AEW a couple of times or whatever, or you've read some opinions, you listen to Jim Cornette's podcast, but you've not, and I know they haven't because most of the people didn't come back to me and said, oh, well, I've seen all of his stuff. A couple of people didn't, fair play. If you've seen all of Kenny's stuff in Japan and you think Shawn Michaels is a better wrestler than him, that is down to you. I think you're wrong. I think you're really wrong. However, that's up to you. You have that opinion. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. But you, you, you can't come at me, or you can come at me on Twitter, and say Shawn Michaels is miles better than Kenny when you haven't seen his stuff. Now, for me, the thing with the, the, the difference between, with, between Kenny and Shawn Michaels, the defence of Shawn, so in defence of Shawn Michaels, Kenny Omega has had much better opponents than Shawn Michaels in his career other than Bret Hart. So, all, so Kenny's Kenny's done all this work with people that are much better than Kevin Nash and The Undertaker and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, I don't think that Shawn Michaels is the best of his peers. There's people that were around the time that he was, he was, you know, his prime years, whether you want to say his prime years were after his injury. They probably were, 2002 onwards. You know, there were people around that, Masawa, Kabashi, Manami Toyota before that and around that time as well. Bret Hart himself, Jushin Thunder Liger, Dynamite Kid before that. They're all, for me, my opinion, uh, and I trust my opinion on this, is that they're all better than Sean. So Sean's not in in the conversation as far Flair's an interesting one. Is Flair better than Sean? I've seen a lot of bad Ric Flair matches. That's a, that's an interesting debate, maybe one for another podcast. But uh, for me, Sean, Sean's not top one or two of his of his contemporaries. Fast forward, and you've got AJ Styles, and you've got Will Ospreay, and you've got Akari, and you've got Tanahashi, and they're all better than him. So actually, in my mind... Shawn Michaels, you might make a Johnny Gargano is an interesting one. I'd love to hear what Matt thinks about that when we, when we switch over to him. You could, I think he's, at, I think Gargano's had better matches than Shawn Michaels ever had. So where is that an opponent thing or is it, you know, whatever? I, you know, so when I think about light years, I could make a fairly convincing argument in my mind that Shawn is in the outer reaches of top thirty all time. In and I'm just talking about in ring. I'm not talking about drawing, and I made I made that very clear. Just in ring. I'm not talking about drawing. Whereas Kenny, I think, has had the best three matches of all time. You might make an argument he's had the best five matches of all time. And for me, his his 78 minute match of Okada, I, I said to someone, go, go and watch that and go and watch the Iron Man match and then come back to me. And I'd really be I'd be, not even even though I was sarcastic in 98 percent of my responses. I just just go and just go and have a go and have a watch and come back to me and tell me why you think it's better. A lot of people spoke about, you know, character work and stories and it's selling. Fuck me. Okada and, and, and Omega was 18 months of an odyssey of storylines. And actually, it was longer than that. If you go back to January the 5th after Kenny became leader of the Bullet Club, it's two and a half years. And it was all leading to that eventual title win. So I don't I can't buy any of that. The selling's dif- a different level. And he, for me, if you're saying, and I don't think Kenny's the best of all time, maybe 1B, 1C, depending on you know what you're into, but his level of realism, he can do all of what Shawn Michaels didn't do it better. His violence and realism is so much better than Shawn. And as far as I'm concerned, Kenny Omega is up there as, the, as one of the greatest of all time. And, I, and, and Michaels is top 30, maybe. So for me, that's a light year of difference. If you, if you talk about the... If you talk about Pele, if you say Pele is the best footballer of all time, and then you talk about someone that's the 30th best footballer of all time, 
there's light years in between those two people, I think. And that is how I feel about Shawn Michaels and Kenny Omega. So just to be clear, you are sticking by the light years statement. I'm sticking with light years. What I would say, Matt, I'm going to let you have your say in a minute. To use that football analogy, I don't think there is light years between the best player of all time and the 30th best player of all time. Like, if I very quickly list off who I think are in that conversation or in the top 30 conversation, if you like, you know, it wouldn't take me long before I would fill that 30 up quite quickly. Mm. When I think of like Platini and Beckenbauer and Cruyff and Best and Maradona and then factor in Ronaldo and Messi and, you know, Tom Kearney and <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. The full, <laughs> the Fulham, Fulham group, um, you know, obviously uh, Ricky Lambert as well would be in that conversation. Um, but you see what I mean? It, it, even yeah, then, yeah. very quickly, I was listing off people. And I don't think there's light years between any of those players. And again, I would say you have to look at it in the historic perspective. So I think what happens over time is that people almost get fatigued by how much people are celebrated. And Pele is, I, I suffered from that for a few years. And then, of course, recently passed away and suddenly everyone was like, oh, he's the best player ever again. But he did suffer from that a bit. You know, people are like, oh, Maradona was far better than Pele and Ronaldo and Messi, whatever. In wrestling, I think it is harder. I think we do struggle with it more to talk about the best over ever in terms of their time period. But I do take your point about the contemporaries of, of Shawn Michaels. And I also will hold my hands up fully and say I cannot comment in terms of in-ring whether Omega is better than Michaels because I have not seen those japan matches when i was watching new japan re- relatively regularly kenny omega was still a junior heavyweight and yeah. to me he was just another good wrestler on the card they were better at that time but you know whatever and i've seen some of his AEW stuff and undoubtedly he is a great wrestler but i that in itself doesn't amount to the best or better than Shawn michaels but again i haven't seen his japanese stuff I also haven't seen anything really of the kabashi and masawas of this world great muto keiji muto whatever you want to call him uh, during his his peak even jushin liger you know, we haven't seen much of that stuff so you know it's very hard for me to comment on all that stuff but i think one thing that i did that did, does stick out to me is that you said in ring and you very clearly said in ring on the tweet and i think that's the thing that i certainly missed when i was first reading all this stuff because i was like wow you know i mean fine omega may have had better matches but you know my opinion on that i'm not a match fetishist and i am <laughs> and many, well, many people are. Many people, yeah. many people are. But I'm not a match wrestler. So if we're just talking about best ever, well, then you know I'd have to argue with that simply because Omega's never worked anywhere where he could possibly have he could possibly have drawn the same as Shawn Michaels has during his career, which is for me the biggest metric of all in wrestling. In the same way as winning football matches is the biggest metric of a football player, drawing is the biggest metric metric of a wrestler in terms of defining the best ever. But you did very clearly say in ring. And and I think ultimately I'm not as qualified as you to say whether or not he is better or otherwise, quite frankly. One thing I will say is that when I was thinking about the best ever conversation, I was and even in, if we're talking about in ring, I, I saw one of the tweets where somebody did say to you, you can't say who the best ever is. I think it was or something like that. And you were quite adamant that you could, given that, you know, the numbers, the amount of wrestling you've watched, the amount of, you know, the amount of things you've watched. And I was a little bit I was a little bit in disagreement with that simply because again it's not just about like you said you've not watched a lot of cmml and AAA. cmml for a good 20 years was probably the biggest wrestling promotion in the world mm. in the 60s and 70s it was the one truly national promotion at that point you know in time so how can you judge that especially when in my view you need to judge it against the standards of the time and also during the 70s and early 80s there isn't just wwf and 
NWA and AWA. Uh, there's World Class and there's Mid South, of course, which you've lost, watched a lot of. But Florida Championship Wrestling, you know, you know, all kinds of different wrestling promotions that are drawing very big and are some of the biggest wrestling promotions in the world bigger in some cases than you know for example impact or ring of honor really ever got if you like in 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 terms of being able to draw paying fans so i think even that is a difficult argument to make that you can say this is the best ever for example because there's still loads that we you i and you and lots of other people would never have seen yeah i think that is so so that's it's interesting because that's what, what mark who's, who's on the show a lot or a good, good friend of mine made that made that point and i think the the thing that i would say really to that is that yeah i, I think there is you know, there's something to be said that we haven't seen everything however i do think that if there was someone out there that and I, you almost have to discount stuff that was pre-televised and work on the basis that actually you know modern athletic athletic standards have, have, have got so much better that it's unlikely that there's gonna be someone from the 50s or 60s that was was at that level that could you know do all the stuff that you know perhaps might appeal to my taste i, I do think if there was someone from a company that i hadn't seen anything of who was that good i think with the amount that, that was worth going to watch 20 matches of like i may, may have done masao or kabashi or someone like that i think i would know if that makes sense so i think with with the the melts particularly i've you know consumed pretty much everything he's apart from my break when we were on a break you know i've consumed a lot of that stuff so i think if there were let's say there was a guy in mexico that's so good you've got to go and you've got to go and watch these 10 matches from 1984 i think i would have done so i think that that's the thing and the thing is i could you know as i said you can't no one can get a you know, definitive trophy for this but i do think there's you know the, these discussions are not you know some of the some of the stuff you know i've got one guy saying that he wanted me to kill myself which is a bit much i found <laughs> some humor in but some of the stuff was like you just you just like twitter's a cesspit and I, and i and i and i shouldn't have responded and i my phone was going off at 100 miles an hour then i just started my, i you know what some of it i just enjoyed like i just was was poking fun at things and there's a guy that's talking about kenny's genitals being sacrificed and i said that you know he's got wonderful genitals that work for sacrifice and i was just laughing at most of it and like my wife even said to me i don't sure how i feel about people wishing you dead on the internet and we both sort of cracked up about that so i did have a lot of fun with it in the end but i can't say it's pretty distracting and a complete waste of my time for a couple of days but yeah yeah before we go to matt Put it this way, I prefer the conversation, which is this guy or this guy, than yeah. who is the best, because I just yeah, don't yeah. think anybody's qualified to say it. Because, again, you're probably right. Nobody in Mexico in the 70s was having, you know, matches like Kenny Omega, I am sure. But by the standards of the time and against what people actually wanted at that time, that is the categorization of how good wrestler is in the ring, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, regardless of anything else, because... Again, I go I go back to the Samartino case for me, which is that Samartino was by modern standards a terrible wrestler. Like his he had a very quite methodical brawling style that didn't look very realistic at all. But that's what those crowds wanted at the time and loved at that time. So if and if he'd have done a, a hurricane runner, for example, and if he could, he wouldn't have been a big star. They wouldn't have wanted that. They wouldn't have liked it. It just would not have translated to that audience at that time. So that's where I'm like, you can't, I don't think anyone's able to make that assessment overall for best of all time, because you'll just never know. You haven't seen everybody and you'll never see everyone because you said there's a lot of people pre-television. There's a lot of people even within the televised years that, you know, perhaps we haven't seen. So that part, I don't, I don't care for those arguments about who the best ever is. And I say that saying I'm going to tell you who I think the best ever is in a minute. 
but I like more this guy or this guy, which is why we're doing this today yeah. as a conversation. I, I wouldn't, and this is, this is about that. This is about Omega and yeah. Michaels. And I'm not sure I, I'm not sure I could sit here and I, and I'm again, it's subjective, blah, blah, blah. We all know that, but I'm strong. I'm strong on this. I'm, I'm, you know, I believe, I believe this. Could I sit here and, and, and say to you definitively who I think is the best wrestler of all in ring wrestler of all time? No, because I go back and forth in my mind and I think probably it's someone who I think probably it's someone who would be quite a divisive choice if I, you know, if I picked. And I think it's probably Will Ospreay. I think it probably is now because of, because of all the matches that he's had and because the level of his work is now probably above Okada's. But he's still he's 29 years old. He's got plenty. Hopefully he's got plenty of time left. But but I can't sit here and say definitively 100 percent, whereas I can. I feel like I can with. Michaels and Kenny, really, in terms of who I think is better than out of the two of them. Matt, why don't you give us your thoughts on the first of all, the Shawn Michaels versus Kenny Omega and everything that Stephen did on the uh, during the day? <laughs> well, it provided me with a shit ton of entertainment. I'll definitely give you that. And I mean, you know, thanks for coming. Thanks for you know, thanks for learning. You know, what's your favourite Kenny Omega match? <laughs> my God, that did give me a good chuckle. I, I must say, because the, the amount of people who just didn't reply after that. You know, I mean, to, to be fair, you see what I mean? Yeah, you, you can definitely tell the amount of people who replied to you who clearly have never seen a Kenny Omega match in their life. And I, I just felt like, you know, on your behalf saying, and in fact, to any of those people who tweeted that, if they do happen to be listening to this show right now, go fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> I, I felt like saying that on your behalf, because what's the point of talking about it? You know, if, if you haven't bloody seen it. Now, I kind of fall into a little bit of that camp um, because I haven't seen enough, anywhere near enough of Kenny Omega to, to be able to to make the comparison between the two. Playing slight devil's advocate here with you, Stephen, I do find it very interesting that of all people for you to be comparing, Shawn Michaels is one of them because I think I think we'll make no bones about it. You don't like him. I'm a broadcast <laughs> journalist, Matthew. I am unbiased. <laughs> And also, it should be pointed out that the last match of Shawn Michaels that he'd watched prior to, to putting out his tweet was the Iron Man match. Yeah, that is true. Well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it's it's no secret that you, you're not his biggest fan. And I just found it interesting that those two were who you compared. Like I said, but playing devil's advocate. Now, again, to, to, to be fair to you, though. I've seen similar sort of um, tweets recently over the, uh, the the AEW Iron Man match as well, and there's been many comparisons of the the Brett and Sean Iron match and you know the MJF and Daniel Bryan one that just happened. And I've seen, I'll be honest, I've seen a lot of people say that they preferred the MJF Daniel Bryan match. I am in that camp. I preferred that compared to the Brett and Sean one. And I've seen people go absolutely batshit on other people for saying that. They're like, oh, you're stupid. Really? Yeah. I can't have seen it. They can't have seen it. Well, well, this is exactly it. I'm like, you know, it is crazy. And, I, you know, there are people who are saying that. But it it is strange that there there is such a tribalism still in in all this crap. You know, I mean, the the one thing I did want to comment briefly, because I I know you did sort of mention that uh, I am indeed a very, very big uh, fan of one Johnny Gargano. And I'll certainly tell you why he's one of my personal favorites and why I consider him to be one of, if not the best wrestlers that I have ever seen. Particularly if you go back to the, the I'm going to go back to the NXT sort of golden era of, you know, the, the monthly takeovers, you know, in front of the live crowds, you know, the, the sort of big style takeovers. You, you guys know what I mean. 
I think you'll be hard pressed to find any other performer during that time scale where month I, I say month after month. I mean, OK, the takeovers will probably well, once a quarter. So, you know, to say pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view, his match was the best. And not only was it the best, but it was contender for match of the year. Every single show. And this was for, I mean, my God, this was for a sort of two, three year period. And I'm not talking solely in ring work as well, because he did some fantastic stuff. I mean, okay, everybody doesn't seem to particularly enjoy Austin Theories these days, but you know what? He worked wonders with Austin Theory and, and made him a, an interesting part of the show down in NXT. Indy Hartwell, he did great stuff with. His storyline with Tommaso Ciampa, I, I really do think he's probably one of the best storylines in wrestling over the last decade. That was phenomenal. And then again, he's, he's just had great matches on top of that. So that for me is why he's one of the best. But yeah, I, I definitely do need to brush up on my, uh, my, my Kenny Omega knowledge. I mean, I, I will say I, I did see the, uh, the, the Will Ospreay match um, this year. And that was fucking phenomenal. That that was a really great piece of work. So if that's the standard and and that's the the sort of bar that I'm looking at, I'm quite looking forward to checking out more of his stuff. To be fair, how about I try and also take this argument head on because I've I've kind of avoided it a little bit for the purpose of the fact that I, like Matt, admittedly haven't seen the best of Omega stuff. Going back to the in ring of it though, and and just purely the in ring, is there an argument to say though that Shawn Michaels from an innovative perspective or innovation perspective or popularizing a style perspective deserves extra points or extra credit for that side of his work i don't know the answer to that if i'm honest because i because i just don't think look i you know i want to go back to actually something around the sean michaels not being a fan of him obviously i was i'm i preferred Brett. I thought they should have gone with Brett. Shawn Michaels 2002 to his retirement. I really like Shawn Michaels. You know, he was one of, I remember thinking between the 25 and 26 WrestleMania is that he wasn't around too much. It's like, I just, and then there's the thing with Brad Shawn. I was like, this is such a waste of Shawn. Like, I really like Shawn. Everything that Shawn, like I always, I said this to someone earlier on. Um, when you see it, like a WWE pay-per-view and there was eight matches or whatever, and if you were into, like they were interested in like four of them, that was usually pretty good back then. And Shawn was always someone I was interested in. And, and, and I, I really enjoyed Sean. I saw some of Sean's best matches in person. You know, Angle at WrestleMania 21, WrestleMania 25 with Undertaker, the Jericho one at 19. You know, it's not that people will run at me about that on Twitter. Oh, you haven't seen any stuff. Well, or you you must be 18 or something. Well, no, I'm not. So I do, I do like Sean. I just think, and, and I think that we've talked about the Brett and Sean thing and how Brett's work is different. I just think Sean's style, maybe a little bit, the fact that they went with someone who was a bit flashier and a bit of a high flyer. But I just think Sean's style doesn't hold up when lots of people can do that style better than him and flasher than him but still AJ Styles I'd say is miles better than Sean um because he can just do everything that Sean does but he can do more and I don't know this not to slag off Sean Michaels obviously I've been doing a lot of slagging off Sean Michaels but Sean Michaels was great Sean Michaels was really 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 good but I just can't I can't compute him in the in the really top tier of workers really at all that, that that's 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 the that, that's the bit that breaks down for me i think see the thing for me is that you're right his his style has now been improved built upon people are doing it flat more flashier for longer matches with perhaps more realism but that's also to his credit surely because they're all doing that style 
that is I the think, popular style of pro yeah. wrestling in 2023 and Shawn michaels is probably as responsible for that as anybody yeah in terms of influence 100 percent. all of those guys uh you know the bucks etc they've all said it they all grew up watching Shawn michaels or bret hart like the, it's one of the two it was that it was that era of 90s that they all grew up with so i think i think that's a fair point but i just don't know how in terms of the the, 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 the original question i don't know how the the, the 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 opponent thing is definitely a defense of Shawn Michaels. If if you plucked a plucked a, what what was Shawn Michaels Pete? Let's say two, you plucked a 2003 Shawn Michaels out of then and put him in one of these places now. How would he get on? He'd have better matches, but I still don't I still don't think that he would have the absolute best matches. There's one other point I was going to make in defense of Shawn Michaels, and that is that we just reviewed WrestleMania 14. He then didn't wrestle for four and a half years during which I think would have been his peak years. They'd been the, they would have been the blend of the Shawn Michaels we had prior to that point, which was perhaps a bit more flashy, a bit more over the top, with the much more psychologically gifted Shawn Michaels from after that period. We missed four of his peak years at a time when Shawn Michaels probably would have been able to face the likes of Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, you know, Eddie Guerrero regularly on Raw, week in, week out, and pay-per-view during that same period. And again, is that is that is that great thing about you know, I think this is this happens in all in all art or sport, quite frankly. Somebody whose career isn't fully formed, there's an imagination to how good they could have been. So like, you know, it's it's the difference between a George Best and a Ryan Giggs, for example. George Best could have been even better if he had you know not been an alcoholic ryan Giggs, however had a fully formed career and won everything again and again and again but nobody puts him in that kind of conversation but that's because we don't need to imagine what he did we can see it there's a limitation to it whereas you your imagination runs away with you i wonder if there's that element as well with Shawn michaels where what could have been if those four and a half years hadn't been lost yeah i think he would have had you know, again, it's a bit like the Bret Hart, where, you know, where do you see him post-Montreal? I, it's difficult to picture Shawn Michaels in yeah. WWF around that time. But um, it may seem that it's my intention to really kind of run this guy down. But I've enjoyed, I enjoyed Shawn Michaels a hell of a lot. I have. I just think that where we are now for matches, and I, and I would put that MJF and Danielson match quite a bit above anything that Shawn's ever done. I, I thought that match was absolutely phenomenal I, I i genuinely think that's one of the best matches that they've ever had any companies ever had in north america that's how highly i, I think of that match and that's mjf and, and i'd put danielson above michaels as well i i but I, I just i don't want it to be so negative sean was great he's doing a great job in nxt he he was great he was he was great but he's not the absolute pinnacle and i think going back to the twitter stuff if you if you've watched as as much as you know, I have, and you think Shawn Michaels is the best match. Fair, fair play to you. If there's something, there's some boxes that he's ticking that, that you know, that do it for you, then great, brilliant, fantastic. But you, you've got a, your point around the best ever in terms of seeing stuff, Ben, is, is a really interesting one that I've never really thought about before. But I think it is subjective, isn't it? You know, certain things are going to tick yeah, different boxes. And, yeah. And what I was going to say, interestingly, was about kind of the Japanese stuff and, and actually even the MGF Daniel Bryan match is that I'm not actually that motivated to watch the Japanese stuff because it's too long for me most of the time mm. i find it too much and i guess it's the difference between somebody liking i'm trying to think of a good example here i'm not going to come up with one but it's, it's kind of the difference between liking the beatles or led zeppelin like some people will argue led zeppelin are better i would argue to my grave that they're not and i would also argue that the beatles were 
one of if not the best band ever so many people don't agree with that but that's because simply they don't understand it in the time that they existed they just don't understand it and i think there's an element of this to that which is that led zeppelin were a more niche band than the beatles now don't they weren't niche at all they were a huge band but they were more niche than the beatles and no one sold as well as the beatles wrestling is kind of the same in that it's even when you're talking about in ring, it's not just about in ring, because what are we talking about? You know, what are, what are we actually talking about here? If it's technical quality, maybe I can accept that. But technical quality for me is overrated in everything. Technical quality is overrated in football. It's overrated in music. It's overrated in acting and films and things like it, because they are niche concerns. Do you mm. see what I mean? They're, they're not what most people are looking for when they view or watch or enjoy that thing. So that's why it's unanswerable ultimately who's better yeah. because you can't because you're bringing a value to it you know in your in your from your perspective there is a way that wrestling is at its best somebody else has a different idea about what wrestling is when it's at its best and that's the only way then to judge whether a match is good or not is through what's the perfection for me and then filling in the blanks beneath that yeah it's a feeling i talked about this in the show yeah uh the, the um revolution <clears throat> i know when i'm watching something that i think is incredible because i'm sweating and my heart's beating out of my chest yeah. and that's when i know you know we talked about ratings and star ratings but that's when you get into a must watch category for me and then if you go beyond that you're talking about you know stratospheric stuff and i and i know how i felt in that last omega and okada match and it isn't just about kind of how he lands and knee it's his facials and it's the selling and actually though i didn't bring story into it the, the, the zenith of professional wrestling is when you get the, the two things together at the same time. So you get a phenomenal match and you get the incredible story that goes with it. And that's that's the peak as far as I'm concerned. And that's why I think that that final, maybe not their final, but that final of the series is the best wrestling match of all time. Because you had, whether you, you say 18 months or two and a half years, uh, it's not it's not American television story, week to week promos and stuff. It's, it's done in a very different way. But... That was just you ha- you kind of had to live it. I think I think the match lives up if you if you went and watched it now, I think you'd still think it was great. But if you live through it and you live through that moment of Kenny rising and rising and rising and rising and rising, I think anyone would think it's incredible. I sent a cup I sent Osprey and Omega to um uh no I didn't. I sent Okada and, and Osprey from last year's G1 final to a couple of the guys who 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 are mid-south experts and they loved it. Even though it was clap crowd and they're like we get it. We kind of wish we'd, we'd know more, you know, more about some of their stories, blah, blah, blah. So I think good wrestling does translate. It's just whether you whether it gets you to the absolute peak, depending on your emotional investment in the product. And that is what it's all about. I'm invested in some of these guys. Was I less invested in Michaels? Maybe a bit. But I, I still I still have the courage of my convictions here to, uh, you know, to say that I think it, I make it was better. Light years better. <laughs> For me personally, you know, I, I haven't seen it like anywhere near enough, you know, sort of New Japan and all that. But from the stuff that I have, I, it's not to my taste. I find it very difficult to, to to sit down and watch a New Japan event. I can't remember it was. It, it was a Wrestle Kingdom over the last couple of years that I, I ended up like splitting it up over days because I just I couldn't watch it. I just I, as try as I might, I just tried to sit down and, and really watch and just I, that that style kind of it goes over my head a little bit and and i find it a little bit too complex um so it's not necessarily for me like I, i'll admit i'm i'm more a wwe guy than, than, than any other sort of promotion or anything but 
I'll I'll still try and watch stuff, and you know if, if it's great, it's great. But yeah, I, I do think you know yeah you know like I said, New Japan is uh, Will Ospreay is an example. Like, and I've seen some clips and some stuff of his in like in AEW as well. Where oh, I I don't know if Will Ospreay would be for me. Interesting. I'm not sure. I don't know, Matt. We, we we've got you've got to get you down to Rove Pro in London while he's because I think he's gonna do a lot of he's gonna do a lot of indie stuff this year because I think he's off to somewhere next year, maybe WWE, and this is his last year in New Japan. And just to close on New Japan, New Japan is far from perfect. Like you you pick some stuff up in 2017 or something, and New Japan was far away ahead of what it is now. And I agree with you. Some of their shows are a slog to get through, but it's it's kind of picking and choosing. And when I think sometimes when they get it right, I think they've got the ability to get it right at quite a high like a really high level. That said, AEW you nailed it with that main event you know whenever you know a couple of weeks ago whenever this comes out so in closing there's so much good wrestling out there now we have a laugh talking about crap wrestling and you know t- making fun of it and stuff but there really is whatever your t- wwe hasn't been this good i tweeted it out today around this this company was creatively dead in, re- in recent memory and they're producing segments on television that are by far the best wrestling television out there and stuff that we're going to remember for years to come. So it is a great time to be a wrestling fan. So let's just celebrate it. And when I tweet something next time about, you know, Osprey's better than Bret Hart, don't at me. Oh, you'll be, get, you'll be getting that for me at that point. You'll be I'm not tweeting that. I'm not tweeting that, yeah. Um, so I was going to say, I was going to tell you who I thought the best of all time Oh, was. go on then, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is not in-ring. This is all-time everything. Yeah. Steve Austin. We just watched him main event WrestleMania 14 and finish off and win the match. He went supernova after that. For me, the greatest and most important and easiest to measure thing in all of pro wrestling in terms of who the best is, who's the biggest draw. For that, you have to look at Austin, Hogan, Rock. And arguably, I guess you could start looking at someone like Cena and Roman Reigns, for example. Nobody's drawn as much as those five men, basically. And Austin was the best of those guys in terms of in-ring. And he had a body of work that's better than all of them and genuinely was at his time during his time during his peak years one of the best wrestlers in the world simple as that for me you know and, yeah, and that's how that and that's how you get around i haven't seen everyone well it don't matter because there ain't no one as big as those five people in the business ever so you can't you do you can eliminate everyone who's below that anyway now that's a very stilted in my mind i the way you should judge a wrestler and as a consequence of that for example i i would snort at the concept of osprey being in that conversation gargano being in that conversation because what have they drawn oh no. well they're not really they're not exactly at all. yeah they're so, not at all. Yeah. so my point is is that though that some people would look at that as being lacking a purity if you like because i'm not waiting in ring ability high enough what is a good judgment of in-ring ability than people wanting to watch them in the ring? Yeah, I know I completely <laughs> agree, Ben. And, and, that, and that is a completely different a different yeah. category. And I, and I think there's absolutely massive value in that. And ultimately, what would you rather have? Would you rather have Steve Austin in 1998 or Will Ospreay in 2023? Yeah. You'd take Austin. Everyone would take Austin. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's it. And, and I will say one more thing, because I've got a lot of... My favourite wrestling match of all time is not Omega, <laughs> it's not Will Ospreay, it's not Bret Hart, it's Macho Man Randy Savage versus the Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 7. So and that and and everything that goes along with that. So it's not just about work rate and flips and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's got to be, and that's a zenith in a different way for me. So and and that's a five star match as far as I'm concerned. If you include the Elizabeth stuff, it is because I think you've got to include that. You've got to include that stuff and it's emotion. And if you've got people crying at ringside, you, you've done something right, haven't you? So it's yeah. not just about the flips and the the big knees and all that sort of stuff. 
I won't, I won't tell you what my favourite match is because it's coming up over the next couple of show, over the next couple of shows that we do. So the next couple of WrestleManias, it's coming up. Looking forward to that. Right, guys. Well, thank you for that. It was a good, good conversation. And uh, yeah, I'm sure our followers, our people who've listened to this, tell us what you think on RWR Pod UK. Tell us if you think Stephen is a rotter for the terrible <laughs> opinion, or you are a polar bear on this one and agree that Kenny Omega is better than Shawn Michaels. I'm, I'm still not, I'm on the fence. I don't know. I can't, I can't honestly judge it, but um, it's a, uh, it's, it's a good one. Guys, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. That'll do us for now. We'll be back again, probably in about a week's time. We'll see you then. <laughs>